Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, and daily boosted odds specials. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Sign up today and find out why nothing beats a win at the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app or go to betmgm.com and enter code CHAMPION and place your first wager risk-free up to $1,000. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. Hello, I am Dr. Adam DeFault, the superintendent of Catholic schools for the Diocese of Columbus, and this is Becoming Saints, the podcast of the Office of Catholic Schools. Our podcast's name, Becoming Saints, comes from a beautiful statement and a powerful reminder from Pope Benedict XVI, who said, a good Catholic school, over and above this, should help all students to become saints. And indeed, that is the mission and purpose of our 52 Catholic schools as we strive to fulfill the teaching mission given to us by Jesus. We're recording in the Our Lady Star of the New Evangelization Studio at the Diocese of Columbus. Our guest today is Chris Kowalski, who serves as the principal of Bishop Hartley High School in Columbus. He's joining us today to talk about his work in service to our church. So let's begin together in prayer, and then we'll turn our attention to our schools. Let's begin together in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Dear Lord, continue to bless our Catholic schools. Help them to continue to be a source of wisdom to learn about your love for us. May all who enter their classrooms be filled with the gift of your Holy Spirit and come to know you in a more meaningful way. May Catholic education grow so that your good news can be taught to children from all around your world. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the so welcome, Chris. Thank it's you. It's great to have you here today and great to talk with you about your year and your time at Bishop Hartley. So let's first start by talking about you. You're in your second year as principal at Bishop Hartley, one of the largest schools in our diocese mm-hmm. with just about 700 students. How's it going? How's oh, your year? Yeah, the year's been uh, just off to a great start. We've uh, had our largest freshman class in, in recent kind of history. Uh, with just over 200, and um, you know, there's there's just a different energy this year. You know, I've I've told people there's just a, an amazing vibe of being together and being committed to the school, both from the first day we got a chance to meet with those freshmen through our senior leaders, um, all the faculty and staff. It's just been a wonderful start to the year. Great to be back to normal. Yes, I was going to say, you know, focusing on the summer on. The education, our Catholic faith, you know, kind of all the programming um, and maybe the opportunities that we didn't have were able to take part in, you know, over the past couple of years. So that that was very refreshing. Great. How'd you get your start in Catholic education? Did you always know you wanted to yeah, teach? Yeah, no, you know. in a Catholic I, school? Absolutely. I, uh, this is the 20th year for me in terms of serving in Catholic schools now. So kind of a big hit in the two-decade mark. I, um, I'm a product of Catholic schools all the way from first grade through graduate school, and my mother was a fifth-grade 
teacher in a Catholic, the same Catholic school, Blessed Sacrament, in Erie, Pennsylvania, for 45 years. 45 yeah, years. So wow. um, I think you could say it was kind of in my blood. Um, grew up serving at the spaghetti dinners and the fish fries and altar serving, you know, um, it's just taking part in youth group. And, you know, in high school, I, I kind of thought teaching or I was even contemplated maybe doing the engineering route and, uh, did a lot of tutoring and found I was pretty good at it. And, and that kind of led me towards, uh, the, the teaching route. And I couldn't imagine, um, teaching anywhere else but a Catholic school. That's great. Yeah. So your, your family is just really part of a parish life yes, and yeah. deeply integrated no. between the school and the parish and your family. Yep. I mean, grew up, you know, not only, I mean, you know, they say the parents are the primary educators, uh, that, that absolutely happened within my family. Um, in particular felt like I had a lot of subsets of parents because Erie's kind of a small, very Catholic town. And, um, while I didn't go to my mom's school, um, she was friends with all of my teachers because it's just a small town, <laughs> you know, so, well have, right? exactly. So it was kind of an extension of if I thought I was going to get away with anything at school, I was, I was sorely mistaken. Right. So, um, yeah, I just, I grew up in the faith, grew up in that environment. Uh, and it's one that now as a parent of, of three myself, um, over at St. Matthew and Gehanna that it's it's all I know and all I've all I've ever wanted and what and then hopefully someday we'll get that perspective as a grandparent you know and as my kids will hopefully continue that as well that's excellent yeah and so you got your start in teaching through Notre Dame's ace program yes right yes yeah no so I went uh I did at the time I was one of the few folks who I had an education degree from UD and um, most folks came into the ACE program as like an initial licensure, where I actually joined it mainly for not only to further my education from a master's, but really to um, to serve. You know, we got sent all over the country in under-resourced Catholic schools or populations, and um, I ended up in Oklahoma City and had just uh, an amazing experience with a group of, with a parish and a school that... Um, I never would have met otherwise. So it, it opened up so many beautiful doors, not only in Oklahoma, um, but into the larger community at Notre Dame as a whole. And, um, you know, had the opportunity to go there last week for a leadership conference and to be able to see folks doing so much great work across the country in Catholic schools and knowing that we some of us started as classmates or they were former professors has been a really unique kind of full circle moment for me. That's great. So for people who may not know, ACE is this tremendous program that Notre Dame's been running for 20, uh, yeah, it's 25, I think 25 years, 26 years. Yeah. Right, that takes college graduates, puts them into faith-based community living, and serves, has them teach and serve yes. in Catholic schools that are yes. typically under-resourced. Mm-hmm. All while you are working on a master's yes, degree yeah. from the University of Notre yeah. Dame, it's it's a grind of two years, but uh, it is work so worthy of being done. Um, and I said, it's like you're in your small area, and then you realize and take a step back and see how much of a difference this program is making across the country is is yeah. pretty remarkable. It's everywhere. We hope one day to have them a- here. Amen. Amen. That but, that would uh, be amazing. Yeah, would, absolutely. Yeah. But there's some great work that happens through ACE and. Imagine your school that you worked in in Oklahoma City was probably an under-resourced school. Yeah, yeah. It was a K-8 through school. Ironically, it was called Sacred Heart Catholic School, which that was my home parish, and I went to Sacred Heart Catholic School back in Erie. Um, so I, I thought that absolutely was was kind of a sign from God that that's where I was, you know, kind of meant to be and, and called. Um, and it's it's funny. I mean, still to this day, I'm in contact sometimes with students through, like, Facebook or whatever, and to see them, adults with children— 
about to go to some Catholic schools too. Yes, it makes me feel old. Well, that but happens in twenty yeah, years. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but uh, it's also just a it's it's just such a cool kind of feeling to know that you played a, a small part in their life, even if I was only there for two years. Uh, to be able to see the the fruits of your labor is is pretty beautiful. What grade did you teach? Uh, so actually, I was in middle school. I'm high school by you know trade, but taught sixth, seventh, and eighth grade math and science. So it. Uh, I believe, as, as I was a little reluctant at first, because it wasn't necessarily in my wheelhouse of where I thought you know, I was going to go, uh, I do believe it made me a better high school teacher for, for the next 17 years of my career um, you know, as to what I was uh, able to witness and experience and, and grow in, both from not only an education standpoint, but a relationship standpoint as well. Great. And then you made the jump into high school. Yes. And yes. Was that right to Bishop Hartley? Uh, no. I, so uh, kind of circuitous route here to get to Hartley now. I um, actually worked at Archbishop Moeller High School in Cincinnati and then moved up to at that point. That, so this is where I met my wife was through the ACE program. And she was living at South Bend and working at Notre Dame for the time. So we lived, uh, lived there for the first couple of years of our marriage. And I actually served as a supervisor and pastoral leader in the ACE program for, wow. for a couple of years before coming to Hartley in 2008. And here we are uh, starting our, my 15th year here in the, in the Columbus Diocese. That's excellent. And at Hartley, you've been a teacher, you've been a coach, you've been an assistant principal, yeah. you've kind of worked your way up the ranks, and now we're in your second year as a principal. So a lot of times when I talk at, at some events, I'll, I'll joke that, that Catholic education should not have borrowed the same phrasing and terminology of public schools with sure. teacher and principal because those terms are so different mm, for us yes, in the Catholic yes. school. We're doing so much more. And I think you've probably found that as a principal that every day is a little bit different. Yeah, yeah. What's a typical day like for... <laughs> Um, the typical day is, is atypical, right? You, you have no clue what you're sometimes walking into. Uh, but there's a lot of excitement about that. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't paint that with a negative tone. It's, you know, you have your standard structured meetings about who you need to meet with to, um, you know, ensure, and I'm, I'm fortunate. My team is amazing, you know, so, you know, having two vice principals, um, you know, directors of all sorts of different, you know, initiatives and operations within our school, so, uh, you know, I have a lot of my, you know, kind of touch points about what's going on within the building. Um, you know, safety and security is always up there for me as well. So a lot of, you know, walking through and, and I try to create as many touch points with the kids as, as much as I can. So whether that's being in the cafeteria, um, you know, I'm fortunate enough to still, to still teach one class. And so I have an opportunity to um, kind of, you know, I mean, I got into this for teaching and, and the education and, and, and I love math. Um, so to work with a, a class of sophomores this year in Algebra 2 Trig has been really special um, to kind of keep the pulse on what's, what's going on in the building, especially from the student standpoint as well. You know, you spend most of your days as an administrator working with the adults in the building um, that you have to be intentional about making sure that you, you know, have those intersections right. with the children as well. Probably um, great for the kids to get to know Absolutely, you right, that. right. You know, because, I mean, I, we really stress at Hartley, too, it is a partnership a partnership with the adults, which include the parents as the primary educators, but also making sure that the students not only buy into the education, but to our culture and to our Catholic faith. Um, and, you know, the the only inter interactions with students can't just be because you made a poor choice and there's a consequence and I as the principal have to do that. You know, like they, there has to be those healthy, meaningful and intentional interactions. And building on that, you know, Pope Francis talks a lot about how Catholic schools are, are truly extraordinary tools for evangelization. 
that's really our point. Absolutely. To bring students to a knowledge of and a love for Jesus. So how does evangelization happen at Bishop mm, Hartley? Yeah, I think um, first and foremost, it's, it's who we are as people, right? And it's how we interact. It's the relationship part of that. Um, you know, I challenge our students and the adults in the building to be Christ for one another and to practice those Christ-like habits. Something as simple as holding the door open for someone in the morning, helping them undo their, their locker, which we've done a lot of that at the beginning of the year, you know, um, <laughs> you know, little, now, absolutely right. right. Yeah. Like just little random acts of kindness, picking up after yourself in the cafeteria and then going above and beyond too. When you, if you see someone who looks a little lost and invite them to sit with you to, you know, say hello to someone, you might be the only person that actually says hello to that individual on any given day and, and how little acts like that can mean so much. But um, you know, being directly, obviously, not only through just the fact that we obviously have religion class as a Catholic school, but um, through our campus ministry team, um, the structured prayer services, the after-school groups, like the pro-life club, or uh, we have a Hawks Who Pray group who meets after every Friday after school to pray for the intentions of our school as a whole community, wow. which is beautiful. Uh, instead of getting out of here and getting your weekend started, they take 30 minutes every Friday um, and spend time in prayer. Our retreat program just... Um, and something that I'd love to see us build more intentional now this year, too, is our intersections and outreach back to the, the parishes and the youth groups at our, all of our feeder schools and, and all of the other parishes that are on the east and southeast side. Because, um, you know, we aren't the parish of these young folks, but we are walking along that journey with the parishes to ensure that um, our folks own their faith, you know, that they can uh, proclaim why they believe what they believe, and then to go out and build the kingdom of God once they graduate from Bishop Hartley. Yeah, and similar to you and your experience, encouraging them to be involved in their parishes back home Absolutely. with their families yes. and just have this great Catholic yes. experience yes. seven days a week. Amen. Amen. And speaking of that, one new addition to your school has been this great sign on the wall over your chapel, yeah. right? I saw a photo of it. School begins on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. So just big letters. Absolutely. It was, uh, it's kind of neat. It's right over the archway, right as you kind of would walk into our chapel, which is at the heart of our school. And, and I think it was intentionally done. It's, I think it's just a challenge to all of us, you know, that, yeah, there's an academic component to this. But again, we exist because of Jesus Christ. And part of that starts with our weekly obligation at Mass and reading of the Scripture and the celebration of the Eucharist, uh, not only with our Hartley community, but with those parish communities as a whole. And so it's just a, a real intentional kind of mindset shift of that, yeah, we, we may start the academic day on Monday, but um, you know we start our week in prayer and, and hope that that carries with us throughout our week and our interactions together. And that faith is is one of those key pillars yes. that defines Bishop Hartley. Absolutely. You have six of them. Can you talk a little bit about those key pillars? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you know, faith, preparation, community service, spirit, and leadership. It's the foundation of, of really everything, you know, that we do. Uh, there's so much intersection points, too. You know, I think with uh, eighth grade visit season is right around the corner here <laughs> in October. And so I'll be talking to a lot of our eighth graders about these. And it, and it really is hard to isolate one without the other, you know? So we say these foundational pillars um, are really infused into everything that we do in every interaction, whether it's academics, athletics, extracurriculars, um, you know, even how we, we celebrate our faith as an all-school mass, you know, anything on retreats, being a hawk 24-7 in, in our actions, words, and deeds. Um, it's, you can't get away from them. And there's, there's, there's signs, there's quotes, 
you know, kind of all over the building that uh, is just a constant reminder of who we're trying to be and becoming the best versions of ourselves. How we form our students, what they're, what the goals are yeah, for yeah. being in a Catholic no, school. Absolutely. Great. And I know Hartley is very well known for the house system. Yes. That works yes. nicely with that. Yeah, structure. no, without a doubt. You know, we are, you know, as you said earlier, we're, we're at about that 700 student mark, hoping to continue to grow throughout the years. And our house system is our school-wide mentoring and leadership program that what, you know, we're in our second decade of it now. And, and I, you know, graciously played a, a large hand in kind of establishing some of the norms. And and uh, I love the direction that it's gone to. You know, it's nice sometimes when you can step away from a program and so obviously not being the house director anymore and see that it's doing so much better than it ever was, even under my leadership, you know, makes you makes you just feel great about how it's continuing to grow and thrive. And and it ultimately helps individuals never fall through the cracks. You have an adult every day when you go to mentor group who's checking in on you and seeing how you're doing. Uh, the intentional mentor groups that have freshmen through seniors in them too. So uh, the internal leadership, because, you know, we're we're only going to be ever to have an amazing school where we want it when the seniors are taking care of the whole school and then the juniors do their part and so forth and so forth that you can't wait till you're a senior to start making an impact and, and, and being a leader in your school. And so uh, fosters a lot of intentional lessons, but also a lot of just experiential, you know, leadership and, and community throughout the years. And the house groups do more than just mentoring. There's oh yeah, service absolutely. Project, there's yes. fun competitions. Yeah, throughout no, the year. I was going to say it's very, we joke, but it's very Harry Potter-esque in the, in the sense of like the house cup and, uh, and there's competitions that are all geared towards each one of our pillars. Um, and as the, as the calendar's moving forward here in the, in the school year, like one of my favorite days is actually happens on November 1st, we celebrate mass together and then it's a, it's a day of faith and prayer. So after mass, uh, a lot of our seniors will actually leave campus and go to their home schools and parishes to do service that day. And then each house adopts an organization and there's service that takes place within the school building itself too. Um, and we had to get away from it during the pandemic, unfortunately, you know, so we're kind of coming back with a force this year. Uh, and it's, it's just one of the most beautiful days to, to see folks living out their faith. It's one thing to learn it. It's another to live it. Um, and that's, uh, it's, yeah, it's a great day of the year. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. It's nice to be coming back to Absolutely. that as well. I'm sure everyone's looking forward yeah. to that. Yeah. A lot of work, but it's, it's, again, it's a, it's a beautiful day. Excellent. And a lot of this happens, you've mentioned your teachers and your staff several yes. times, and a lot of this happens because of the work that they do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So how do you help your teachers see their role as ministers of our faith? Yeah. In building and supporting this great culture. Yeah. No, you know, you have to be intentional about it. You know, our very first day that we were together at the start of the school year, um, we made sure it's, it's a retreat base, you know, that it's kind of a call to not only Christ, but community. And making sure that we have such enormous responsibility, right, and tasks every day uh, that extend way beyond lesson planning and grading and assessment, you know, that that is the school element to it. But uh, bringing people, creating future saints, right, you know, building the kingdom in, in, in our um, nook of the diocese here. And so being intentional with one another, um, you know, and it's great. You could say, well, you started off with a retreat, but then we have 185 days more to go with each other, right? So, um, you know, finding time for, for prayer, I, I'm really excited personally about one initiative, I guess that I could give you an example is that we're, we're starting kind of a men's group, 
um, and inviting any of the men in the building who want to learn how to become better faith-filled men, whether it be you have a role as a father or we're all teachers or maybe, you know, as a coach, as a mentor, and um, whether it be through reading scripture and what does that mean to you or what experience are you having. So building those kind of formal and informal networks um, within our building and connecting initiatives to what's going on in our in our parishes as well. I have a dear friend of mine who, who teaches at Hartley, who we belong to the same parish to, and he, I love him. He encourages me all the time to attend this with him or that with him. Um, you know, so sometimes it's just the, the ability for one person to reach out to say, hey, you know, yeah, we're, we're maybe colleagues or we're teachers in the same department, but we're, we're, we're men and women of Christ as well. And we have to take care of each other so we can be in a good place to then ultimately serve our students. So finding those opportunities to serve one another, to be there to listen uh, to love and support through prayer, um, I think makes such a huge difference. And, and that's where I can't imagine ever going to somewhere else other than a Catholic school, because I don't know too many workplace environments that that would maybe be able to describe what I just did. Exactly. Yeah. It's such a blessing to be able to put our yeah. faith and our work in the same place. Yes. One drive the other. It's terrific. So looking ahead at this school year, what are what are the big plans mm. for this year? What are your big primary goals. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think one of the the goals I kind of already shared about just establishing that, um, continuing to grow our Catholic identity, establishing more of those concrete connections to our parishes. Um, you know, we unfortunately just lost some of that contact when we were told to stay away from each other for a couple of years. Right. You know, so reestablishing that, um, I think there is, uh, an intentional look at our curriculum and, um, like the scheduling models that we use right now is are we offering everything that we truly want to offer as um, as the ever-changing dynamic of even college? Are we preparing our students for college and career, right? And so does our schedule allow us to offer the amount of classes that we need to? We uh, started formally like a business program this year, and we're hoping to build that curriculum out, um, adding more AP classes. So, you know, a variety of just educational things that um, we're not worried about spacing anymore. Now we can actually really dive headfirst into some of the the ideas and um, plans that we've had over the past couple of years. And then I think, um, you know, with our growing, we turn kind of towards our facilities and then ultimately see, does our campus physically then have everything that we need to grow uh, with respect to our Catholic identity, our academics, our athletics, um, you know, hosting, hosting events as a whole. It's just all, all part of the process. All yeah. connected there. Yes. You've done some facility work over the summer. Mm-hmm. There are some new classrooms, yes. new science rooms yes. at Hartley. Yeah. No, we had to repurpose a handful of spaces. Uh, I said we were, we were short one lab. So uh, as we added AP chemistry to our curriculum this year. Uh, so yeah, there's some new classroom spaces. Um, always keeping an eye on, um, you know, just the physical structures as we're, we're getting, you know, we opened in 57. So we are getting a little, the buildings getting up there in some ways and, uh, so being mindful of some of the general maintenance, but, um, you know, we have our eye on the future, right. And kind of have a vision of where we want to be and, you know, the three to five year, you know, range. And, um, you know, especially if we're going to be aggressive and say, I expect that our enrollment's going to grow, you know, each and every year too. So, you know, you have your general, do we have enough classrooms? Do we have lockers to support that? But, um, you know, we kind of have our eye on the expansion of our cafeteria for one space, right? Um, to be able to, to give the students a nice place to be able to take a break, relax, eat their lunch, you know, and get ready for the rest of the afternoon. Um, I also think we're, we're lacking kind of a true, I'd equate it to like a college, like student union, 
you know, kind of ultimately an area where in this, you know, 21st century learning, Mike, um, you know, a place where students can work before school, they can work after school, uh, kind of think of like a learning hub, you know, if you will, that maybe is not necessarily your desk space, but rather a little open-ended um, and that could also be multi-purpose in facility too, because I think we are, we use our cafeteria yacht, you know, our gym is our worship space. It's our assembly. Um, I think I, I'd love to see us create a space too that could either host a whole class, parent meetings, uh, you know, Christ the King was able to come over and host an event at our, at our campus a week ago, um, you know, and just a general overall meeting space, you know, that, that, that can be so multi-purpose. Uh, even like maybe an alumni wants to come back and host a wedding, you know, in the chapel, and then maybe you could have your rehearsal dinner or your reception even there too. Just, um, you know, a couple, couple little things that are in the, in the mindset right now of where I think we could ultimately grow. Unfortunately, we're landlocked, you know, in, in kind of where we are at this point. Um, but we have some great ideas and I'm, I'm hoping to see them come to fruition here soon. Creative use of space. Yes, Absolutely. Chris, thank you so much for your time and for coming in to take a little bit of uh, out of your time out of your day to tell us about being the Catholic School principal. No, absolutely. Partly. Thanks so for the opportunity. Wonderful school, a great community, and we're blessed to have you as its leader. Yes, thank you very much. Thank Appreciate you, the time. You have been listening to Becoming Saints, the podcast of the Office of Catholic Schools. Our guest has been Chris Kowalski, principal at Bishop Hartley High School in the Diocese of Columbus. New podcasts will come out twice a month on the second and fourth Fridays every month, both in audio and video formats. In the meantime, you can learn more about our schools in the diocese by visiting our website, education.columbuscatholic.org. While you're there, take a look at our tuition assistance page to learn more about our new Emmaus Road Scholarship Fund, an Ohio scholarship granting organization that allows you to turn your tax dollars into tuition assistance for students in need throughout the diocese. Donate through our website or at EmmausRoadScholarshipFund.org. Thank you for listening today, and Chris Kowalski, thank you for joining us. God bless. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.